How many people, how many of you people out there on a Sunday, you've partied all Saturday and you're just laying in bed all Sunday and you binge on one program, right? That's what they do. Yeah, Okay. Well, I do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, the one movie thing is, I think is, it's okay for Hollywood, but they've, they've already screwed that shit up. Let, let's, let's keep giving people what they want. The art of making films is where you come in. The art of collecting and uh, distributing funds is where guys like I come in. Perfect. Um, you know, it can be stressful. I've been doing this stuff for 40-some years. And, you know, there's some projects you just go, shit, I've had to borrow my house back in the day, you know, yeah. and all sorts of crazy things. You know, I went for without a vehicle for a while because I sold it to... Sponsor something, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the game. And you, but those things make you who you are and goes into those projects. Yeah, I guess it's, I'm I'm operating on a place of fear and I probably should step out of that and just be okay with. As long as you're not cutting your ear off. Yeah, no, I know. Trust me, I've had this conversation probably about five times in the last month with buddies. (laughs) And, you know, I I think, I think it will eventually get to that point. I think right now I just got to slowly get there and what kind of car do you drive we could probably get that sold today <laughs> it's currently in the shop getting its transmission oh, maybe fixed. Not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no i mean it's there's a lot of cats like you a lot of you guys out there that want to make a movie and i mean believe it or not guys if if you have one of these you can make a movie yeah right tim absolutely yeah we dirty old wedge we were shooting with bunch of different cameras i prefer to shoot with a red camera those are <laughs> they look the best <laughs> those are anything works yeah absolutely you know the funny thing about that that used to be reality and now that reality's gone yeah that doesn't you don't need that any longer no at all. iphone cameras are they're nice they they definitely cut it and for what people need to do in like this space today for the quantity and type of content you need to make you you don't need the drones and red cameras as much. No, can make it work. We still use all the high-end stuff and all that because it's just always been that way, right? But I see these young kids out there with their phones and, and you know, they're editing it and doing everything right there. I mean, yeah. Tim, as amazing as your two films have been, I think you would be very unhappy if you didn't keep going down that Oh, I, I agree. I think I'm going to. We have, a, we have a, a film idea that we want to try and get funding for. We've actually kind of put it on the, on the shelf for a little bit, but I think I'm going to bring it back out. It's about Pipeline over in Hawaii. Um, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Mark Cunningham? I do know who Mark Cunningham is. So Mark's is. one of my really close friends, and this feature that we did for the WSL, it was, a, it was titled Pioneers of Pipeline. Cool. He was a narrator. He basically been the lifeguard in pipe since 1974 or something so he knows everybody and anyone that's gone to that beach and surfed that way everybody knows who he is yeah and um so our concept was to have basically a a documentary that he narrates kind of make it a little personal about himself but more about the wave um and i think we have a really good concept it's just more of getting that done and people when they saw this pioneers of pipeline uh series that we did like we want more we want to see this on a full feature film. Um, and really no documentary has been made about that wave. There's been 
a couple. Stacy Peralta did one that was really good, but it was, you know, it's outdated. Um, this has a little bit more, our, our intent would be to make it a little bit more uh, personal to Mark. I think the better way to go nowadays, um, and, it, you know, I'll say this to a lot of you filmmakers, is go the Netflix type of direction or the Hulu type of the streaming direction where you put something together, it does well, and you keep building on that mm. program. Yeah, maybe a series or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Hello, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. So that's what people really want to see. Yeah. That, that keep... I mean, how many people, how many of you people out there on a Sunday, you've partied all Saturday and you're just laying in bed all Sunday and you binge on one program, right? That's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do it. Yeah. That, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the, the one movie thing is, I think is, it's okay for Hollywood, but they've, they've already screwed that shit up. Let, let's, let's keep giving people what they want. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I, we've got some series ideas as well. One with Mark where we're like kind of an Anthony Bourdain type thing where you follow Mark around. Right. He's a food guy. He's, he's actually the mo most personable surfer guy that I know. He gets along with everybody. I mean, I think he's friends with Jackson Brown, Julia Roberts, Dude. Like, he's like big time. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty, pretty awesome. And he's, he just gets along with everybody. You just want to follow him around to rad surf spots. I was just in New Zealand with a guy for tw 11 days. And did you film anything in those 11 days? No, and I, the whole time we were there, I'm like, dang, I shouldn't be filming. And his wife, she's phenomenal. Like, right. they, they make a good combo. So there's just so many elements. So you of, just had yeah. a Netflix. We could have done something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it would have cost you nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then you add like an environmental, you know, something environmental that he's passionate about in each location sure. or food, wine, whatever. It, it doesn't have to be um all surf but and, there's a surf element right you got to make it part of surf but you have to have the food element is super important yeah and the living element yeah right yeah and, and just the and then you have to have that emotional element a right? little bit of a cause has got to be in there yeah there you go and it's it would have been that simple so if you're listening or watching we want to talk to you <laughs> about some money for a fund funding this project. Yeah. Hey, just send us your paychecks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, before we get out of here, I do want to hear a little more, Tim, about how you transitioned from uh, where you grew up surfing into getting into the wedge and, and what the draw was there for you. Uh, so I grew up surfing down in Laguna at a spot I'm not going to talk about because it's <laughs> code. Because there's hardly any surf in Laguna. Don't go look for it. Yeah, it's North Laguna. I'm not going to say any more about where. But um, it was it was this amazing place. But Wedge was always talked about. And I think my, my uncle and my dad took us down there to Wedge when I was like 11 years old. I was instantly just hooked at the power and beauty of the place and just the unique wave itself it is a it is a cool one too because it has a unique beauty yeah yeah right like when you see the wave there's and de especially depending on where it is in the set or whatever i mean there's sand coming up the face there's this gnarly burble here and there there's this foam so it's as, spooky as far as beautiful glass you know like if yeah. you're looking for a 10 out of 10 it's not that but if you understand the power and kind of bathymetry that goes into making that wave it's one of a kind. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people have the same experience as me, whether you go down the ride, go down to take video or photos of the wave. Like there's photographers there that you would consider a local at the spot, which is kind of, it's unique. You know, there's 
True. Ron Romanowski made a living of that, of writing it and photographing it. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I fell in love with it and I actually was a bodyboarder, boogie boarder at first, um, growing up, I think most people ride boogie boards to start. Right. Sure. Um, and it was funny, like they have this rule called black ball down from five, from 10 AM to five. So I had to put my boogie, bo- boogie board on the beach and I was out there swimming a guy by the name of Terry Wade was like, Hey, have you thought about body surfing full time? And I'm just like, I didn't even know that was really a thing. So that's kind of what triggered it. And I've, I've been hooked on it ever since. So, and what's that 20, 25 years ago? When so you did that? I'm 39 now. Um, I guess you could say I was consistently going down there from 16 years old. So yeah, there you go. 20 something years. And you kind of have a lot of balls to go down there at 16 years old and jump in the. Yeah. I mean the localism back then now it's, it's kind of tamed itself. I think localism is kind of lame. I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone owns the beach or has the no. right to tell anyone to get the hell out of the water. I think that's pretty dumb. Well, I think the lifeguards do though. The lifeguards do hundred <laughs> percent. And I will yeah. respect that all day. Yeah. Um, but back then, you know, less cameras, nobody really around to, to like, tell you you can't do that or nobody right. was really worried about getting arrested because i don't know it was just a different way and i definitely got dunked this guy chad barba he's one of the most legendary bodyboarders i i ran my mouth to him and i shouldn't have and he came right over and <laughs> and i learned my lesson but you know yeah. now if i were to do that i'd go to jail i'd be right. you know and the parents would be suing me it's a different like now the only times i'll get upset out in the water at wedge is when someone's being unsafe I, I, am actually stoked to see kids out there and ride and have fun. And it reminds me of what I was doing back then. You know, as long as you're not dropping in on me and hitting my head on right. the sand, then I'm cool with it. You know, just maybe try to be a more, be aware of your, your surroundings. And as long as you're not bouncing the other guy, like a basketball, you're okay. And that's yeah. the thing that goes for everybody. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, it doesn't matter who you think you are, who you were once or who you want to be. You've got to be aware of your surroundings, who else is around you and what you're there to do. Yeah. I think the thing that really bugs me though, I will say is when kids, you can tell they don't even really know the ocean or how to surf all that much. And they come down there with the soft top. They skip the blackies lesson when go to right to wedge and that creates a dangerous situation. By the way, the blackie lesson is a very, very (laughs) important one to learn. Yeah. Help those surf coaches buy a 12 pack yeah, after exactly. work. Right. Yeah. Are we talking the Blackie's bar lesson? Or? <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can I get another line with that, please? <laughs> but I also think that, like, the stiff word for localism, um, in terms of like not having to dunk people anymore, but really shame people with your words, is almost like effective in a lot of ways because people are so shit at communicating now that if you can try and like somebody who had a d plus average on their best year in high school if you can try and drill it into that brain that they did something wrong and it it does help them grow a little bit yeah i think there's there's something to be said about that for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah but guys d plus is still passing i remember (laughs) hey i was one of those guys too it's all good (laughs) don't be ashamed of your d plus what was it d's get degrees (laughs) no i think it's um i i I actually enjoy paddling over to kids and stoking them you know getting them all pumped and if they if they do man i used to get pretty fired up and now I'll just be like, Hey, you know, here's the deal. This is what you may, you may not know what you did wrong. So here's, here's 
just teach them. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with just teaching them and, and, and removing emotion from it. I do think it's different for adults making the mistake though. Adults are different. Dude. If, if an adult, cause that's a lot more yeah. painful. <laughs> yeah. I've already had neck surgery. I already have my shoulders. I don't need any more surgery. So yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely, I will be a little bit more direct with some guys, especially if they are acting like, um, children. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, if it's a guy who isn't, I think as like plugged in with the community aware of this spot and yeah. shows up like he owns it, there is a pecking order no matter where you go. Yeah. I, I guess that's the one localism. Have a element. little bit of lineup literacy. Yeah, if you're going out there. Exactly. I'm not going to paddle out to pipeline and, and start going for every wave. I it's just gotta, you gotta warm your way into it. And yeah. I've seen guys, you, you come down there for five, six seasons they're in the mix. They're getting in the mix and there's nobody that's going to tell them they can't. Yeah. In the beginning, you just got to be aware, just be more conscious of what's going on. And mm -hmm. yeah, you, you can be Kurt Warner and jump in and win a Super Bowl, but most guys aren't doing they're that. Doing so that. You, you've yeah. got to, you've got to, <laughs> you know, earn the respect of everybody else out on that wave. And that, that could be said for life too, right? You're not. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not careful, even a nine pound dog will regulate on yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, that's what. She, <laughs> Maisie's about ready to go out and get She's on the way. She's protecting. <laughs> She's the local. <laughs> hey guys, hit that subscribe, hit that like. We love you. We'll catch you next time.